Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and cast out demons in your name, and do many works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. We have a very clear theme in all of our readings today. Jeremiah said this to us, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you, filling you with empty hope. Those prophets who speak their own mind and not the word of God. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. And the Apostle Paul said, Be alert. For men will speak twisted things to draw you away. So with that stated, what is the theme of our readings this morning? It seems that all three of our readings this morning are attempting to not only point out the threat of false teachers, but also to warn the church to be alert, to be aware, to be on guard. You see, there is a twofold problem that is before us. On the one hand, some false teachers rise in the church, and on the other hand, churches can be gullible. They can be lethargic, not worrying about the message that they hear from the pulpit week after week after week. So if you combine both of these, false teachers and unconcerned church people, what you end up with is a disaster. You end up with a church that is no longer a church but just a bunch of naive sheep being led by a heretical pastor into the twisted lies of darkness. You end up with sheep being led to the slaughterhouse. So with that said, let us consider both of these concerns this morning. 
First, the false pastors, these false prophets, these false teachers. As we know from the scriptures, the devil, my friends, likes to masquerade as an angel of light. We hear that from the apostle Peter. And his false pastors, the devil's false pastors and false teachers, like to do the same. Indeed, the devil and his false teachers typically do not go around attacking the Christian church in red outfits, horns, and a devil's pitchfork. But rather, the devil's false teachers appear to be Christian. They look and they sound very convincing, with pious spiritual demeanor. Yes, they will look like and act like a kind and loving pastor, and generally speaking, they are nice. No, they are very nice, with a pleasant smile. Now, the reason why this is the case is false pastors are wolves in sheep's clothing. False pastors look spiritual, they act pious, and are very nice is because, indeed, they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Think about this for a moment. If they were not pious, they were not nice and loving on the outside, they would not be wolves in sheep's clothing, but just plain, simple wolves. Now, there's a very dark side to these wolves in sheep's clothing. Underneath the pleasant smiles and the nice attitudes, these wolves are all about twisting and distorting and perverting the Lord's word. Their deceit has its power as it masquerades as the truth. And make no mistake about it, my friends, their twisting of God's word is so dangerous that they will destroy souls and plunge people into the abyss of hell. Second, let us consider churches. In the American church, we have this strange desire to place peace and happiness, warmth and smiles, and getting along above faithfulness, integrity, and the truth. We end up saying in our North American church something like this, well, as long as we all believe in Jesus, that's all that matters. And there's more. Our ears begin to itch. Yes, they begin to itch. And we accumulate for ourselves false teachers to tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear. And so we end up believing in Jesus, but not really in what Jesus says. Instead, we believe in what the false teachers are saying, and what they are saying is typically the exact opposite of what Jesus says in his word, in his Bible. But that doesn't matter, because we are all getting along. Now, this is nothing new. During the Old Testament times, God's people in Judah listened to and embraced the false prophets of that time. These false prophets, they spoke their visions of their own mind, and they did not speak God's word. It did not matter, though, to the people of Judah, for they continually despised God's inconvenient truth, and they embraced the vain and hopeless teachings of the false prophets. They embraced the false prophets and their teaching unto their own destruction because it tickled their ears. So, where do we go from here? Well, Jesus tells us in our gospel reading from today to beware of false prophets. Paul, he tells us to be alert, to be awake, to be on guard. Jeremiah actually tells us not to even listen to these false prophets. 
What this means is that we might not be able to identify false teachers by their outside appearances, but rather, my friends, we must be ready to judge the fruit of these false teachers. And what is their fruit? The fruit of false teachers is not their love, it is not their piety, it is not the nice qualities that we can see on the outside, but rather it is what they preach and what they teach and what they confess. In other words, even though a false teacher looks like a gentle and harmless sheep, and even though they may well claim the gospel, when it comes down to it, they cannot conceal their real identity, for it will be evident in their fruit, what they preach and what they teach. The fruit of false teachers is found in their sermons, in their lectures, in their Bible lessons. As Christians, though, you do not need to know Greek. You do not need to know Hebrew like your pastor. You do not need to know all the fancy theological terms. However, you certainly can and you should judge the fruit of teachers, especially the fruit of bad teachers, false shepherds, that fruit of their message that comes to your ears. So you may be asking right now, What does this bad fruit sound like? What does this bad teaching sound like that I must be aware and be ready to judge? Generally speaking, it's generally speaking, the preaching and the teaching of these false teachers, their bad fruit has three main characteristics. First is this. False teachers, bad pastors, and their bad fruit ends up diminishing mankind's sin. So it sounds something like this. They will say this, you are not poor, miserable sinners, for God loves you just the way you are. God would never send anyone to hell. You are fine choosing your own religious path for all those roads out there. They all lead to the same God. And don't be so hard on yourselves, for you have greatness within you. In this kind of preaching, my friends, Mankind's sin is either denied, or it is diminished, or sin is not even talked about. Secondly, what to listen for is this, is their toxic preaching actually lifts up what the preacher does and what you should do too. It sounds something like this, if only you would do a little more for Jesus, he would bless you as he blesses me, for I do all things well, or at least better than other folks do. If only you would have more faith and give just a little bit more and work a little bit harder, work a little bit harder, then you would see what God has in store for you. If you pursue God with a little more devotion, just a little bit more effort, you will find more of a growing relationship with the Lord. But it's up to you. And this kind of preaching, the so-called gospel, is not focused on Christ but it is conditioned on something that the preacher wants to get you to do, what the preacher wants to get out of you. is not about what Jesus has done for you as poor, miserable sinners, but what you must do and accomplish by your own spiritual powers. It is about you climbing upward to the Lord and not the Lord coming down to you. Thirdly, these false teachers will not focus on Jesus 
But their sermons will consistently be on money or morality or tolerance or social justice issues or environmentalism. Pick your project, the end, it can go on and on and on. But the message is the same. It is not Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, but rather some project, some contemporary social event. Indeed, these false teachers will diminish sin. They'll take the focus off of Jesus, and they put it back on you. And then they stick you on some project or some social event. Baptized saints, I don't have to tell you this because you already know this. That is anti-Christian. It is an anti-Christ message from the pit of hell because it eliminates Christ and his gifts for you. If we are not sinners, we do not need Jesus, for Jesus came only for sinners. And if we are focusing on the Christian and not the Christ, it also eliminates Jesus as well. May God protect us from this wretched theology that strips away that central message of Jesus Christ dying for sinners. Sinners like you and sinners like me too. So what makes good preaching then? What is good fruit of a good pastor? What does good fruit look like from true pastors and teachers? Well, my friends, it is not zeal or eloquence or an imagination or attracting a huge, large crowd for the sake of numbers. It is not a warm, fuzzy sermon with stories of sadness and joy. It is not a stand-up comedy from the pulpit. It is not meaningless, inspirational stories that are intended to exalt the pastor and lead the hearer to believe that they have a hidden potential within to make their wildest dreams come true. It is not the recent new social justice issue, but rather the good fruit of a faithful teacher and a pastor is the unchanging Word of God. It is the Word of God that is like fire, the Word of God that is like fire and a hammer that, that, that invades our world, breaks us, poor, miserable sinners, into a thousand pieces and renders us as helpless. And it is that same Word that comes to us, that mighty, absolving Word that comes to us and declares to us that all of our sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, all of them. The Word of God is that bold declaration that Jesus Christ true God, begotten of the Father from all of eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is your Lord, who has redeemed every single one of you, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won you from all of your sins, from death itself, from the powers of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy and his precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, in order that each and every one of you may be holy his own and live under him and his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness and innocence and blessedness just as he is risen from the dead just as he lives and reigns to all eternity that is the gospel that is the fruit of a good message focused on christ crucified that is the message that we need to hear see dear baptized saints May God preserve me as your pastor to be faithful to his word. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. And may God also 
grant each and every one of you a zeal for the truth, discernment to identify falsehoods, and the integrity to hold me and to judge me and judge the messages that I share to be faithful to the Word of God. I will pray for you, too. Finally, let Paul's blessing then also be upon all of us together as a church. And that blessing is this. And now I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all that are sanctified. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. In the name of Jesus. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.